Welcome to Chick Chat, the podcast where the girl with many titles talks about life, the good and the bad and everything around it. We're going to sit, chat, share life stories and experiences from business to relationship. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chick Chat podcast and welcome back. Hello. Clearly um, we've decided to go casual today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because again I remembered, so I talked last, yesterday on, on my Instagram about how one of the perks of running your own business is you get to dress however you want. So I had a meeting in my onesie and now we're doing a podcast in our pyjamas. Yeah, I usually don't take meetings in my dressing gown. So then you don't put your camera on? Some of them I do. Oh, when it's with like management. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say you work in a corporate role, so that's slightly yeah. different. Yeah. Whereas for me, I get to pick and choose clients where I know that I can show up looking like this. Not that I do it all the time, but yeah. But anyway, perfect. Although they did see a little Kai's arm with a brown hand one day, turning the light <laughs> on, which is yet to be mentioned. It's surprising that no one's mentioned it, which is actually really funny. Yeah, they probably don't want to. <laughs> yeah, because how'd you even start? Yeah. What, what was that cow hand? <laughs> Not cow hand, what was that cow? That's funny. But anyway, so what are we going to start with? Okay, so I've changed the format. Okay. So now we spend all our time together. You don't watch the podcast properly anymore. So the format's changed to we start with your tip of the week or your challenge of the week. So I'll let you go first. Oh, you put me on the spot. Oh, okay, sorry. All right, I'll go then. Okay. So my tip of the week actually is I'm trying this whole like listen to your body. So when your body tells you that you can't be bothered to like do any more work, I stop. If my body tells me that I need to get up and do some work or get up and do something, I get up and do it. Now, obviously that's easier for me because I work for myself. So I was up from half one this morning, got out of bed at half three, and worked till half five and then went back up to bed until half ten mm. and then had my first meeting at 11 o'clock so yeah and then I'm gonna have a chilled couple of hours tidy up a bit eat something maybe do a bit of work but today's my relaxation day so we'll see how that goes for this week because my anxiety has not been good oh I've got I've come up with a tip oh okay go on uh buy a red light bulb for your bedroom. Right. Now That's does, a good tip, isn't it? <laughs> but does that work? Uh, in theory, yes. But oh, I've just not been sleeping well myself. So, because it's just better. Like, it's blue light or white light isn't good for you when you're trying to go to sleep. Oh. And you like to have a little light on. And it was too bright for me. So, oh. the red light definitely helps. Oh, okay. You know, I just realised, I came across a video on TikTok yesterday where they had like a red light. And also, it was recommended by Dr. Andrew Huberman to the two bears. So it's backed up by science. Oh, to the two bears. Oh, okay, that's another podcast. Yeah, yeah, two bears, one cave. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, so far for us, I've tried a mixture of things. Getting a cleaner made me sleep. Uh, the red light. I feel like we've. It's not a great like science experiment because between that, we've done the red light, got a cleaner which has helped with my anxiety. Got, I got that CBD drink, the mm. trip CBD stuff, which was nice to be fair. Which has been nice, but I think that's also helps. I feel like I've just been doing 
a mixture of things that should be helping all together rather than knowing that one thing does help. Oh, I mean, it's not just going to solve it on its own. Mm. And partly, like, I think it's got a bit warmer too. Yeah, slightly, so um, which doesn't help me sleeping, but I definitely think the red light does help overall. Yeah. But I guess you need to stop like looking at your phone and that like half an hour or so before you go to bed. Yeah. So to be fair, like that would be even ideally TV. Well, yeah. Like everything. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so we'll get straight into this week's podcast. What have we been up to? Um, oh, let's go with recently because I feel like the last few months has been a lot. Recently. Well, we're trying to work out our Valentine's Day plans. We are, and I thought about that this morning, and it should be on my list of, um, like the list I was making this morning for things that are currently living rent free in my head that shouldn't be. And I promised that. I, no, actually, I believe I asked you if you. No, I didn't ask you. I implied that you could check I did where check. we could eat. Oh, did you? But it still relies on your input. Oh, okay. So wait, I'm confused. And what input do you need from me? Because you're going away. So it's to work out whether oh. or not it's before or after, depending on the tables that are available. Oh. And I looked at the tables that are available before, and there's not really any that are suitable. And any that are available after probably needs you to look at it. Oh, okay. I didn't know this before. So it, is it just... Right, so... It, we're talking to people know what we're planning so we're planning on um six by is it six by monthly yeah have a oh hopefully they're still gonna have the menu they do oh that's good but it changes after february oh okay that's good because so i got a pr email saying that they were um highlighting like a peter pan experience or mm -hmm. something but they've got vegetarian and vegan options which were great for this man but it's like a six Taste the menu. Yeah, six taste the menu. And then we're gonna we're gonna go to the Lyric Theatre. And what are we watching? Romeo and Juliet. Oh I'm getting this confused with um our anniversary. Because yeah, someone's like planning ahead as well. Oh that's good. Okay, Romeo and Juliet. Okay, that's a bit depressing as well. But it's a nice story. Nice Valentine's. I can't wait to I've already started putting together my outfit because why not? I've been um I've had like a a little bit of a wardrobe change went to another world belfast a few weeks ago and just got i spent 20 quid and walked out with eight things mm. and then went to primark with my mum and found some tops i've been looking for for ages i couldn't find um anywhere second hand but yeah and then we're going away for my mum's birthday and manny's birthday so i've got loads of things to wear i'm really excited mm. yeah you got some good stuff in there yeah it's actually they got to talk about like our experience for that but yeah so what what valentine's wise so i've asked for and i think my my list is very easy all i want is uh because we've been watching love island <laughs> so i want a speech for why you want to couple up with me <laughs> and i originally did say roses but i'm actually not too fussed if they are roses or something else because you're gonna be paying an arm and like even if it's from tesco for like roses so feel free to get me some nice flowers that's all i really want yeah, because you don't like chocolates. No. That works really well for you, though, doesn't it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you just need to look at the tables and decide. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do that. I promise I'll do but that. Probably too. after the trip's better. Yeah. Because then it'll give you something to look forward to while you're on the trip. Yeah, getting stressed out by my family. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that, that actually works quite well because... 
We've got Harvey got me for Christmas Cinewall tickets, and we've not been Cinewall before. The, the, like it opened like last year mm. in Northern Ireland, so we've not used that place. Um, so we can always do like a little bit, like a little date beforehand, and then have a date day when we come back. Yeah, yeah, that'd be perfect. Oh, that's exciting! And then talking about Love Island, so I started watching Love Island, and my ploy was to. Watch it in the background here and there, but not force him to watch it. But just have it on, and then whenever he'd come in, be like, I'm going to turn it off because this isn't what you're into. But I noticed last season, because last season was the Davide and... Yeah, but I, I just yeah, just watch it. Like, I can read a book or whatever, but then you get sucked in, don't you? Well, exactly, but I wanted you to get sucked in, but I needed to do it in a way that was going to be authentic and you didn't feel like you were forced. So, as it stands now, not only do you remember the cast's name better than I do... You've guessed, like, when the Australian ones were going in, you guessed they're Australian, but, like, you pick up stuff. But, I, again, I feel like we watch TV, and this, so we've also been watching Dave, and I've realised that when we watch TV... You should explain Dave, though, because there's also a channel called Dave. Oh, okay, so Dave is a Just, rapper, Lil Dicky. Yeah. Is that his actual rapping name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a rapper, an up-and-coming rapper. No, he's been around a while now. No, but is it in, oh, in, in that supposed to be an upcoming yeah. rapper? Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're basically being told about how he wants to become the most famous rapper, rapper in, in the, the world. world yeah. And you want to be the most famous person in the world as of this year, which I'm still fighting. Well, not really. Oh, there but, you go. That's what you said. Um, but it's a great show. Like the first series is him striving to get that. Yeah. And then I guess the second series is that well, it doesn't always work out when you do get what you want. Yeah. Or does it work out how you imagined? And then it's the ramifications of that yeah. and how you deal with that. Like disappointment, I guess, mm-hmm. or something not being as expected. But it's such a brilliant series. Um, I, well, I love it because you've got great rap. The beats yeah, are really good. Yeah. But then, like I said, we watch, it's like we're watching a different show to each other. Like we literally laugh at different parts. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a bit where. They were, like, Lil Dicky was talking about he has to do his 15 minutes of engagement per day on his socials, and I burst out laughing, and you're just like, what? But that is, like, but I, that's what I love about it. Mm, it's very it's, current. Yeah, but it's written in such a, a great way that different audiences are picking up different yeah. things. But that one's so obvious, whereas for me, Love Island, they're just things that I miss. Uh, you picked up on the Australians going in because, what was it, I come from a land down under. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's how you guessed. But I also knew that, uh, what do you call her, Lana would pick that guy, Casey. Like, that wasn't a surprise to me. But everybody in the villa was blown away by that decision. But you, I think you thought that Lana was going to pick Casey because she's going to move to Casey. No, I just knew she would pick him. Oh, okay. Whereas I was like, she's going to go back to Ron. I just thought no. she might do everyone a favour and just skip all the palaver and go straight to Ron, and she's not done that. But and I also think that Tanya is playing a part. Mm. I don't think. I think Shaq's more into her than she is into him. And I feel like it's not going to go well when they get out. I think in that bubble, they genuinely do care about each other. But I do feel like Shaq would probably maybe have a bit more of. No, do you know what? Going on, and mm, might be a bit controversial, but whenever it comes to black guys on Love Island, they always end up being a letdown. And I'd like to think that this will be the one guy where, fair enough, like, they might be a decent person on the outside, 
But in that case, then I think he's going to get his... I mean, he may well be, but I feel like she, whenever you watch her, if you look at her, like he always leads the conversations about them mm. and how he feels about her. Yeah. And she's always responding yeah. rather than telling him how she feels. Yeah. I just feel like she's playing a part. Which is interesting. But I mean, I also feel like they're all idiots too, so <laughs> I, don't know, like, I don't really care what happens to them. So. But it's uh, but what, what I enjoy is... Even when we are discussing it, because especially from like the human psychological point of view, would that, is that what you'd say? Yeah. Uh, it's just very interesting because you can see that, like I was saying to you, in the past, I feel like people were more genuinely looking maybe for, like, for a relationship as well. Yeah. Whereas now it is, it's, it's a business transaction because people know that it'd be a nice byproduct to find the love of your life there. But mm. ultimately you're going on that show to get yourself exposure and to potentially become like an influencer if you're not already an influencer and just yeah. become bigger, get those deals. Well, they probably, they started to pick people with big online followings, didn't they? Yeah. So, like the producers of the show have steered it towards that, yeah. that it's more of like a platform for these people and I feel like they know that. Yeah. But I also feel like some of them forget like they're on TV sometimes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because Will apparently is TikTok famous. Yeah. And has millions of followers. He well, tries like too million, hard. But, yeah. but I feel like maybe that's because... She's going to drop him like a bad habit whenever they get out of that house. Yeah, I feel like she will. But maybe just always being the joker. And there's some underlying stuff there. Because th- there are some things he does where I'm like, that's a bit extra. I also hate the way they all talk. Like, they've all adopted this, like... This sort of patois style of talking. Well, and they all talk the same. Do you mean the sayings or? Well, yeah, it's like there's no like there's they're all from different parts of the country, mm. but it's all like a homogenous. A like, lot of them are from like a rambling dialect. Way. Yeah, well, but even the northern ones mm. are using like this, like southern, like like as I said, it's like almost like a patois style of like phrases that they use yeah like will saying what like what are you saying like what are you saying bro and all <laughs> yeah like he's a farmer yeah and when did farmers start talking like that yeah that's true like who's he hanging about with because he's hanging about with so it's just weird all the white men but farmers yeah but yeah. uh i'm at the point now where like i just feel like it should just end but it's good tv though it's just annoying TV. They're also annoying, and they always say, "Oh, well, he's got such, or she's he or she has got such great chat." But all they do is talk about themselves. <laughs> yeah. I not once have I heard any of them say like, "What's your favorite book?" or "What's your favorite film?" or yeah. like, "What hobbies do you have?" or like, there's no natural conversation. Yeah. They just talk about themselves. And like, I don't know if it's a generational thing or like because everybody's so obsessed with how they appear on social media nowadays. But that's that's like their main focus is themselves. But like it just makes me laugh and they say, Oh, he's so funny. But like I've literally heard not maybe Will is the only one who's cracked at like a genuine mm. joke. But then we're only seeing bits of it, so I've said that we'll watch an episode of Unseen Bits just to see if there's something that we are No, missing. I bet you it's the same. I bet you they just sit around talking about each other and like, Oh, where's your head at and this, that and the other and it's mm. like, Oh, he's got we've had such a great chat. But they've literally just talked about themselves to yeah. each other. I Even know, when they talk weird. about what the, the type is and they go blonde hair. 
like is that a type yeah they never mention personality traits yeah. or they'll all say all the women say oh i like a funny guy mm. but i mean like if you just put in a regular funny guy who wasn't like bulky and swollen with man tits <laughs> they would still they wouldn't pick that guy they'd yeah. pick the swollen tanned guy yeah so it's all nonsense like it's yeah. all such a farce and like they all believe so much what they say but that's that whole delusional thing because we've also talked about this before where we've said that there are people in this world that just aren't self-aware and they live a happier life like they don't suffer as much from like mental health stuff oh, yeah. in their mind they're the greatest thing in the world they're gonna mm. be the next star they're gonna do all this stuff so ignorance is bliss yeah, and it must really be a nice is. world to live in yeah wild anyway right so we're about halfway through so what is oh how are you actually doing uh I would say middling. Okay, so what number would you be today? Uh, right now, I would probably say maybe like a four out of ten. Oh, we've gone down. Is that because of sleep or just you woke up feeling like that? Well, I guess just a mixture of things. Mm. Um, like I've had a dodgy knee. Well, I've got dodgy knees anyway, but I injured it a few weeks ago and had a whole rigmarole with going to the hospital and the doctor and phoning the doctor and this, that and the other. Um, but I recently, there was an email went out of work for like this mental health advocacy service that, I'm, got, that I'm, I'm actually in the process of sending an email to, but it's been busy and working that. So I don't know if it's applicable to everybody or just anybody who works in the public sector, but there's a company called Inspire. And they're like a counselling service that um, like public sector bodies are partnered with. Yeah. And you can avail of like, say, six sessions of counselling oh, um, free of charge to like the user. And yeah. um, but they also then have this advocacy service that can help you access relevant mental health services. So I'm just going to email them and like explain a bit about whatever and see what they say, because yeah, I've been trying to like. I guess I've been trying to get help with depression and that for like a long time, yeah. maybe like my early twenties. So it could be 15 years of trying to, and I mean, I, I did go through like some cognitive therapy and I've done counseling and different medications and things. Yeah. Um, but you just get a bit fed up with it all. You know, you, it's like the, they can only deal with one issue at a time yeah. when really nobody's that simple. Yeah. You know, I might go in with a bad knee, but I also want to try and access some mental health services. Yeah. Unfortunately, like I got a, a doctor in the practice who actually listened to me um, and has, you know, obviously referred for to get my knee looked at, but also referred back to mental health services. Yeah. But I also have not had a great experience with mental health services before. Mm. So it might be nice to actually have some like help on like what to do if it doesn't go your way or you don't feel like you're getting the help that you want because yeah. it's so easy to be a passenger and all that and like yeah. and I guess when you do you know you've constantly dealing with it over the years you sort of lose a bit of steam or yeah. momentum and it's like yeah. well what what's the point in pushing or like who do I talk to because like there's no point in in me 
like raising these issues with the person who picks up the phone at the GP surgery because mm. it's not their issue yeah. and they're just the front facing people so yeah. you know and I've spoken to doctors about it so it'll be interesting to see what comes of that if anything yeah. um, but I feel like when you are trying to deal with mental health issues it does all get a bit futile after a while mm. because you know you're referred over and then you're at the mercy of somebody looking at a form yeah. that you don't know or can't yeah. speak to yeah. so it's just fired out into the ether and then you just sit waiting yeah. which isn't ideal um but we'll see it was just interesting it came through in an email at work the other day um and i thought about it and i've decided this morning that i will email them and see yeah. um but it's I don't know if it's available to everybody, but it's called Inspire Wellbeing, mm. I think, or Inspire Counseling Services anyway. Um, and they do have an advocacy service for people with mild to moderate mental health issues yeah. to try and help them. And I think I even saw that they offer training in advocacy so that That's you good. can either maybe help yourself or help others. That's so good. just for like the record, I guess, they're called yeah. Inspire. Um, if anybody like watching wants to look them up, um, well, I'm thinking now because I did mental health first aid a few years ago. I'm yeah, like, I did was that it too. Inspire or was it someone else? Maybe. Well, I'll have to have a look. I think Inspire might have might have done the training. Yeah, because it sounds familiar. Well, hopefully, uh, we get somewhere with it. Actually, it's funny that you're saying that because I've not even had this conversation with you yet. Like, so I touched. I said to G the other day that I was surprised that even though I'm putting things in place to help my anxiety, it's still there, and like, there's this little voice in my head at the moment. So I found a, a good quote, and I can't remember what the quote is, but it talks about like coming out of survival mode. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe I've gone in like waves of this where as I've been in therapy, like I've learned certain things to come out of survival mode. As I've then gone to vent myself, I've like learned other ways to like deal with stuff. And then now I feel like mentally I'm a lot stronger and I'm able to cope with a lot of things that maybe before would have just broken me like today is a perfect example where mm. it would, today would have just been a complete write-off last week before I, like, I was sleeping again just crying into your ribs but that's the thing like it's even little things like that that have changed so because we're obviously in the mainly like vegetarian vegan menu Eve, I've just noticed that there are certain things that I'm doing like I've not had ribs in ages not because like because I just don't it's not something that I'm wanting and we've watched enough shows now where they look at little pigs and it makes me feel feeling but like i cried yesterday because you brought me up a cup of tea and a scone and i was just having it was just a rubbish morning and i knew that it'd be something that like i can work through it at the end of the day like being self-employed there are so many hats you have to wear that it's just a part of life but yesterday would have been a write-off whereas you walked up gave me my like, cup of tea and my scone you walked away i literally had a little cry and then I was productive the rest of the day. Yeah. But what's helped me is, like, you do the majority of the cooking. And you cook really good food, healthy food. So not only has that helped me, like, not put weight on because I'm not just eating junk. Because in the past, especially when I was on my own, I'd have just been like, right, if I'm not getting food from mum and dad's. Yeah, because you're eating more. Yeah. You're I'm, eating more now, aren't you? Yeah. I'm, yeah, not even just that. Like, not only am I eating more, I'm eating regularly. And it's all good food. Mm. Whereas in the past, it would have been... I Take wouldn't have eaten for a couple of days or I'd have got, gone a few days and been like, oh, I've had one meal in however many days. 
yes, maybe when I was like, when I'd start therapy, I'd do like my Weetabix at like 12, but like, I don't even do that anymore because mm. I can stomach eating even when I'm not feeling great. I can eat other foods. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I feel like I'm still dealing with the fact that my anxiety is not going anywhere. The depression doesn't go anywhere. It's just how I manage it. I yeah. also came across another, I need to find this quote. It was the um, NBA female coach. Like one of the, I think it's like the national team, but she'd gone out and she was talking about the fact that it's, you need to focus on how you deal with difficult situations because at the end, like life's never going to be easy, mm. but focus on how you deal with those difficult situations because then things will always seem better. And I think, I feel like I'm doing better at that, Yeah. but I think I have to keep reminding myself that healing's linear, coming out of survival mode's linear. Is it linear the word? Like, like a slow progression. Well, yeah, but uh, I mean, like, like it, it'll naturally go up and down. Mm. And I think whatever you've been through, I think we get into a place where we just cope for a while, mm. and then maybe like something will like happen, or you'll have a moment of clarity, and then you yeah. get a bit more proactive in dealing with it, and um i don't i think maybe for certain people it'll just eventually go away but i think with the nature of your work and stuff i think mm -hmm. the anxiety is probably just something that'll constantly rear its head and i think it, it's practice like i had anxiety to the point where i couldn't leave I did, in fact not couldn't i didn't leave the house yeah. for weeks on end when i was younger and i haven't gone through cognitive behavioral therapy like the anxiety is still there and it's still a real thing mm. but i'm better at challenging it and stopping it in its tracks yeah. and i think it, the more that you do that the easier it gets yeah. and it can even be something as just stopping and focusing on your breath for five minutes yeah. will help it then go away um you, you helped me the other day because i was saying like i, I don't understand why the anxiety is still there i put loads of things in place and you and and what does i said something along the lines of um but like it shouldn't be there and you were like well just tell yourself that then yeah and i did and i did too and again because i'm a list person i literally i've been writing down like last night when i was awake last night i wrote down the things that are living around through my head that shouldn't be a big issue but even just seeing them in black and white and going this is all a part like you're saying it's a part of my work it's a part of my life mm -hmm. And they're not reasons to be anxious. If anything, well, no, they are. I mean, they're oh. valid reasons, yeah. but it's just a case of like when it starts to like snowball and seems to get bigger, and and it, it feels like it's just running away from you. I think like there's a great technique. I don't know if it's still widely known or widely pushed, but it, I it was told to me as the stop technique, where either in your head or out loud, you literally say stop, yeah. and you know tell yourself. I'll be fine in half an hour and yeah. maybe do something like my issue was like when I used to get on public transport I used to feel like I want to get off I want to get off yeah. but then that's when I did like the stop technique and maybe you list five things that are red yeah. around you and oh. you know like get yourself away from that for a minute or two yeah. and then once that passes like the initial like spiraling feeling of the anxiety then you can go back and actually like question the dysfunctional thoughts yeah. um i mean it it, it, can, it can be easier said than done yeah. but i think 
it's easy to let it get away from you. Yeah. Especially if you're not like accustomed to managing anxiety. Yeah. I think the depression is a little bit different for me at least because it's it's always there mm. and it can be really restrictive at times. Yeah. Um and I think mental illness itself can be a bit like dehumanizing at times and yeah. that you just feel like the thing that you are. Like you just feel like this depressed thing yeah. rather than a person with all this other stuff going on um so like it's not easy and i think as i said some people like they might it might be like temporal and that it'll go away eventually mm. or it's in relation to a particular stressor mm. but i think probably the likes of ourselves and what we've been through in life to this point it's just probably always going to be there in some shape or yeah. form and i think getting used to that is hard because you want it to go yeah, away, yeah. but then you have to realize that it might not. Yeah. And it's then what do you do from that point? And it does get frustrating in that you're dealing with doctors and mental health teams and this, yeah. that, and the other, and then you reach a bit of an impasse. And like, I think probably, I feel like maybe the system relies on people giving up, to be honest. Yeah. Because they already can't cope with the people that do no. need help. And then the pandemic's just made it even worse what, what i don't know we were, i think we were watching something else i was watching something where they said that um oh it was sunday brunch was it depression and anxiety had gone up by 30 percent mm. but those are the people that are presenting yeah exactly yeah. because there are like for me there are things i'm now starting to realize and it helps me when i talk to you when i go so for example i can sit and make a list and go okay these are reasons actually to be excited over being anxious but it's being able to process what i'm feeling what's currently going on but having that whole like skill set I've been in therapy for so long but there is still stuff that you're teaching me that's helping me manage and helping me cope but even the thought of like I thought okay should I go back to therapy for counseling and what I did I don't think that that's something that's going to help me where I am at the moment because in terms of how I dealt with therapy and the way that we worked we would focus on whatever like, was presenting itself. So at the moment, the things that are making me anxious are things that, like you said, are always going to make me anxious slash excited because it's the work that I do. But that I'd go in like most weeks being in a really good mood and being okay. Whereas mm. when I first started therapy, I could sit for weeks on end working through a particular thing that was more difficult. But I've now got so many, and it's, this is great, I've now got so many tools that I can manage so much better. But now I'm looking at it going, okay, but now where do I turn to? I, f I think... If you're at a point where you are considering if therapy is an option, it's probably an option to take. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if in your head you're thinking about it, it's probably a good option to take because why are you at the point of thinking about, do you want to have some therapy again? I think and it's never going to do any harm. That's the yeah, thing I always think about is it'll not, it'll never do any harm. So, and even if it's a short course or, you know, like say four or six sessions, yeah. just for a bit of direction, a bit of focus, a bit of reflection. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I feel like if you are at a point where you're thinking about, should I maybe engage with therapy again? Probably should. Yeah. Because I did, I went for my check-in, what was that, January time or mm. December? Mm, it was one of those. I think it was the end was, of the year. Yeah, the end of the year. And that went really well because I did sit there and like we went through a lot of like it was nice to sit in that room and reflect because I think also what's changed at the moment is how we communicate especially about mental health so mm. that also helps I feel like I'm in a position where 
so much is going right that I've then like it's then confusing at what that space is going to look like because it's not the way it used to be. It's not just everything feels completely like it's so con- like consuming. Mm. It's negative. I'm trying to figure stuff out. Like I feel like I'm I trust myself more. I'm I'm happier. Yeah. I'm more realistic. Like fair enough. Like you said, once in a while it comes back and you're like, oh, it's still here and it's frustrating. And I very much did feel like I'd get to a point where it's like, oh, you're healed, great, with yeah. depression and anxiety. But it's like, oh, no, it's that's not how it works. But, yeah. yeah, I think that's something that I need to sit and... Well, maybe a good analogy would almost be like a football manager mm. talking to a player. Like, they'll know tactics and, you know, yeah. formations and, yeah. you know, things that need to be done in a game to execute the goal. Yeah. So, so why not treat the therapist like that and that it's somebody who's an, a trained expert in a particular field yeah. who can essentially help me manage my performance yeah, and like even just set a plan for whatever outcomes you want to achieve, particularly yeah. if it's cognitive behavioral based, because you have to think about it and then do it yeah. and then reflect on it, like yeah. say with the manager or with the therapist or whatever um but i feel like if anybody's ever at a point where they're like should i get some help with this mental health stuff mm. the answer invariably is probably yes yeah um and whatever that may look like like i always say like lifeline are great um and i think they're 24 hours a day yeah. samaritans are 24 hours a day yeah. um i think Childline have like a line for parents to oh. phone if they're worried about a child because their main number is specifically for children. Yeah. But even if you're not sure and you do, somebody did have worries about a child, I think if they can still phone the number, but yeah. they'll be directed to like an adult, like parent line or whatever. Yeah. Like there's lots of like services out there, outside of the like the formal NHS channels. Yeah. Um, and they're they're a great start. I think Lifeline can offer like, um, or can put you forward to like some like therapeutic interventions in the short term as well. But like I said, I feel like if anybody's at a point where they're thinking about engaging with mental health services or therapy or treatment, they're probably at a point where they should. Yeah. Um, and that's like, I guess my need for that has never really gone away, but then you get caught up in different things and jobs yeah. and promotions and life and whatever. Yeah. And also the futility in that, well, I've engaged with it for so long and only really got anything out of that once when yeah. I got eventually got to see a, like a cognitive behavioral therapist yeah. um but it's not easy like it's just ongoing um but we're surviving yeah we're doing all right yeah my little section took a bit longer than I thought but like, like yeah that clearly was needed mm-hmm. so we will quickly come to an end because we need to go back to work and I will ask you for your win of the week, but I'll start because I'll give you a chance to think about it. Honestly, my win of the week is the fact that we're recording this when I told Pia that I'd be recording this. So, yeah, that, I'm very happy with that. And I just feel a bit more organised today. And I think because I've told myself Tuesdays are like, are like more chilled day. If I don't want to mm. work, I don't need to work. So, um, yeah, I think that's just my win of the week is just feeling like I'm being productive and allowing myself to just be that's good though yeah uh well i guess mine is like persevering and actually getting through and seeing the doctor yeah. and 
asking to be referred back to the mental health services. Um, Because uh, I'd sort of went in maybe just thinking that I was just going to talk about my knee. Yeah. And then it was maybe just like a split second decision where I just said to the doctor, I want to be referred back to mental health services. Um, After 400 calls, you'd... You want to make the most of the appointment. I know, I know. Um, so, yeah, that that's mine. Perfect. Well, thanks for joining me. This was great. Yep. Um, yeah, thanks, you guys. As, as always, keep liking, subscribing, watching, commenting, and doing the rest. And I or we will see you next week, depending on what we plan. But, great. Bye.